in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Hello, everyone. Hello, and happy Women's Day. Oh, that's right.、Mm. It's celebrated in more countries than just China, right? Yeah, that, that's true.、Um, although I have to admit, I had never heard of it until、mm. I came here. Me neither. <laughs> is it celebrated? Is it a big thing in the U.S.? I've never heard of it. No, no. it's kind of. I guess it's sweet.、Uh, they give women a half day、mm-hmm. for work today, and then a lot of times they hand out roses、yeah. and stuff. It's nice. So sexist. Yeah,、well, thank you. and you get <laughs> and there are so many offers on like Taobao and all the mo- like all the clothes shops in the malls have offers like discounts. <laughs> so if you need some、oh. if you need some stuff, you better go get shopping today. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> yeah. Great. So I'm gonna start today with a little、um, horoscoping. Oh. So I wanted to talk because this year is the year of the dog.、Mm-hmm. So I think it's fun sometimes to look at the Chinese zodiac and see what kind of traits people are supposed yeah, to have for born this year. Yeah, so this is the year of the dog. So it's 2018, which means the last time it was the year of the dog was 2006. We might have some listeners out there who are who were born in 2006. Twelve-year-olds. They could probably figure out. Are we entertaining enough for twelve?、Uh, probably not. But、um, <laughs> yeah, if you're 24 this year, then you're also born、oh, in the year of the dog. I think we. I think we might have some of those. Yeah. yeah. Although I want to note,、um, before coming to China, I thought it was、um, the calendar year that made you, because I would just saw on Chinese,、um, like when you go to a Chinese restaurant on the placemats, a lot of times、mm-hmm. they have kind of to keep you occupied. They have some information about the Chinese zodiac, and it tells you like, oh, if you were born in 1985, then you're the year of the oxen.、Right. But、um, actually, we have to follow it by the lunar calendar.、Oh, so I, I just want to make a note that, that、okay. I was thinking, yeah, wow, I'm, I don't, I'm not following. Okay, yeah, it, yeah. So yeah. just keep in mind that you need to follow the lunar calendar. So if you were born in the like first two months、mm, of the year, you yeah, may be a borderline. Yeah. So for example, this year. The year of the dog didn't start until February sixteenth. Yeah, fifteenth, sixteenth, whatever it was, sixteenth. So anyone born prior to that would still be in the year of the last year, which I think was a rooster. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. rooster.、Um, so yeah, just keep that in mind. Anyway, I just wanted to say, people who are born in nineteen ninety four who are already twenty four. Which makes, makes me, me feel so old. I know, right? <laughs> okay, so they're also a year of the dog. Also, thirty-six-year-olds this year are gonna be the year of the dog.、Mm-hmm. So that's nineteen eighty-two. Forty-eight-year-olds, sixty-year-olds, seventy-two-year-olds, eighty-four-year-olds, and if anyone out there is listening、mm-hmm. and was born in nineteen twenty-two, congratulations for being able、yeah. to figure out podcasts. And also, you're the year <laughs> of the dog. <laughs> Yeah, yeah.、Uh, but I'm guessing we have we might have some listeners who have family members who who are that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah, I just want to read a little bit about what that's supposed to mean.、Um, personally, I don't really know about where the you know the truth lies in astrology、no. and all it's Chinese zodiac and stuff like that. But it is kind of fun. So this is what、um, I found on the internet about. Uh, year of the dog. So men born in the dog year are straightforward and genuine. They are energetic, though they are more pessimistic inside. They're very opinionated. They're always ready to correct others and defend their stance. 
It's not that they want to show off. They just feel it's necessary to help others realize their mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> These men care deeply for their family. Their stubbornness fades in the face of their loved ones. They work to understand and compromise, resulting in a harmonious family life. That sounds not too bad. Not yeah. too bad. Um, so women born in the year of the dog are very cautious. They are indifferent towards people they don't like and don't trust easily. But once they do, it's permanent. They are intensely protective of their friends and family. They are genial and independent. They love outdoor activities and being in nature. However, they are also hard workers and don't give up until they succeed. Security and a stable income are her requirements for a career. So there you have it. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. But I found out that uh, people born in the year of the dog are not compatible with me. People oh. born, yeah, the oxen. I'm an ox. I'm an ox, which I think is one of the worst, like... <laughs> oh, really? I'm a cra- castrated bull. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> my impression was that, like, as far as Chinese, like, what the, the signs that the Chinese like, um, everything's okay apart from the sheep. Yeah, the sheep, sheep is like... Is like sucks apparently if you were born in that year like i'm sorry if you if you are because chinese do not like sheep yeah they actually go um as far as avoiding having babies before yeah. you know like make sure they don't get pregnant so the baby is born in yeah. the year of the sheep yeah if people are really into this like yeah that yeah they'll uh, as nara said decide when they're gonna have a baby or like <clears throat> even you, you said not compatible you're not compatible with dogs <laughs> <laughs> Phew. Um, yeah, like, that's a big thing if you meet someone who's not compatible with your, like, Zodiac, then. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's yeah, it's crazy how much they plan this kind of stuff. And they also are very concerned about the number, the day in which on which you're born. So there are a lot of cesarean births that are planned around, like, China, you know, like, 8 is a good number, but 14 is a really bad number. So, you know, like, they plan, actually, the births around... This kind of superstition, so it's really mm. very curious. Yeah, on the one hand, China's this, um, you know, atheist country. On the other hand, there's quite a lot of superstition here. Yeah. So it's kind of a interesting blend. Mm-hmm, for sure. And I, I get the impression that they're also, um, like, the astrological signs are becoming more popular here as well. Like, if you're a, a Pisces or whatever, that's quite popular now as well. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just for fun, I think. I don't think there's much into it. I, mean, I don't know. I don't want to go there. <laughs> let's, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. What have you got for us, Holly? Okay, so um, I, I hope I don't offend anyone with this, but I just thought it was quite interesting. <laughs> and it, it, it lends quite nice, like, to our topic today. It's quite relevant. Um, so this came from China Wire, and this is about a 19-year-old who... Um, was streaming live video over the internet and she decided that she would offer herself um she was offering free sex to whoever wanted it wow. um, yeah and um this is bizarre for many like f- on many levels i think but uh, so basically she told everyone that she was in the hilton in sanya and uh, obviously a message a video went viral and a horde of people arrived at the hotel um as well as like they were calling the front desk like asking about her she gave her number the number of her door like just like freely and according to the police over 3000 people inquired about this girl oh my god yeah um so the hilton called the police surprise surprise but she'd already checked out um but the next day she was arrested for prostitution charges at Sanya International Airport. 
she was on this is this is surprising she only paid a $79 fine and but she was jailed for the day oh I mean she didn't I mean, she, I, I guess nothing actually happened. She was just offering herself. Pretty good publicity uh, stunt. She's yeah. probably got tons of Weibo followers yeah, now. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, this live bizarre. streaming is is this really funny craze that's been happening in China for the last few years where people just, they'll just sit online yeah. and just be like, it's kind of like Periscope if you've ever used that, but it's even more extreme because you can like give people gifts and you kind of like ask them to do things for you and you give them money so that people earn money it's quite dodgy, yeah by doing stuff in front yeah. of a live audience well, so did, yeah did you hear about this the, the story about this is I, i'm so i, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole <laughs> but there was a girl uh who went viral because she was eating a banana live did you see this oh no and I it didn't. was rather like you know, erotic, I guess, I'm and sure. it was banned. They said no more, no more eating bananas on like you don't, you cannot cannot stream yourself eating bananas. Yeah, well, come from <laughs> the country that still you know like bans like cleavage being shown on TV and stuff. It's a very, in some ways, very conservative. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's why I think this whole thing is kind of just bizarre. Yeah, hmm. extreme. It's <laughs> so funny. Oh man! Although people fell for it as well, like I, I mean, like not fell for it, but they were suckered in, and three—I mean, three thousand people—that's immense. Like, got a lot of men out there. Happen? Yeah, we got a gender <laughs> disbalance here in China. Yeah. There's yeah. way more men than women. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Good one, yeah. Holly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so our question today comes from Shannon. Uh, and she left us uh, a voicemail message. So if you want to do this as well, you can go to writtenchinese.com slash voicemail and uh, leave us a message there. So um, here's our question from Shannon. Hi, Holly and Nora. It's Shannon. You guys just recently read one of my comments. I was traveling in Nanjing and heard it, so thanks a lot. I wanted to send you a voicemail with a different question. Um, as you might remember, I work for Podbean and do writing as a podcast uh, hosting platform, so I'm also a super podcast fan. I started a group here called the Podcast Brunch Club in Shanghai. Um, it's an international group. There's chapters all over, but um, I started one locally. We've had a really fun time. We get together every month and discuss podcasts, and uh, the group as a whole chooses monthly theme listenings and um, then get together and discuss it. So people can start a chapter anywhere. So maybe you guys or others would be interested. But um, that reminded me of a question, which was, I'm curious about what you see in terms of how people consume media here. Podcasts don't seem to be very popular, but things like streaming video do and what you guys use, like Uco and other tools um, to watch videos here and just uh, generally also some of the technology in China, which is amazing. I, my, I don't know what I'll do when I leave here without WeChat Wallet and Alipay and some of these things. So I'm um, really curious what you guys see and if anything might be different in Shenzhen. And just for those that aren't here, I think it's fascinating that technology and media are, are so different here and, um, and so much more advanced in some ways. So that's what I'm curious to know about. Thanks. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks for the question. Uh, yeah, I actually, I, I remember Shannon uh, left some messages on uh, on our written Chinese site, I think, uh, and Facebook maybe. Uh, yeah, so uh, we've talked a little bit about different types of, of media and technology uh, in Shenzhen before, but actually that was over a year ago. So I, I th things have changed since then. We might cover some similar 
things, some similar topics. Um, but I, I kind of split this, split a question into two parts. So, um, so Shannon works for Podbean, uh, which is podcasts, and we are on there as well, by the way. Um, so, do you, uh, Nara, do you listen to Chinese podcasts or use a Chinese podcast player? Um, I have tried. So we are also on Leisure Leisure, FM, which is a Chinese podcast platform. Mm. Um, I've listened a little bit, but to be honest, I have to listen really hard in order to catch what's going on in the podcast. Um, my Chinese is all right, but it's not like with English, I can just put a podcast on and then go about my business doing something else. But with Chinese, I still need to sit and focus in order to understand what's going on. Otherwise it just kind of becomes white noise. So for me, I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts in Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. Uh, I I find like, I I quite enjoy sometimes if I'm in a taxi, I enjoy listening to the radio. Yeah. If the taxi driver has the radio on, because sometimes they listen, they listen to some it's not, I don't want to say weird, but it's just, they're either, they're either, it sounds like they're either like chat shows where they're discussing things that are going on in the news, um, or they're listening to like some sort of play. Yeah, I like these stories I, I like that they listen too, to yeah. too, because they have, the actors on it are usually pretty good, mm. and they also kind of have pauses between what they're saying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's more like theater like audio theater yeah. or something like that. And that's really popular for people to listen to here. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it, it seems in general podcasts aren't as consumed as much in China as in, like, say, in the U.S. or the in the West in general. Yeah, and I think this idea of just anyone creating their own podcast, I mean, you can do it because obviously Legia is there and, you we, we you know, anyone, I mean, not anyone, I guess. There must be some rules they have to follow but you can just upload your podcast um but it seems as though very few people are just like everyday people are doing that mm-hmm. i think i think people are yeah you're right that's a good point people are really weary wary of um like listening to somebody who's not an authority on something speaking like mm. we i listen to a lot of podcasts where i don't know the credentials of the people yeah, behind this you know who who, who are these people but if the content is good and enjoyable, and I personally think, I, I personally like it, then I'll listen to it. But I think Chinese people generally like to have some more backing behind, I guess, because mm. there's just so many people, so much media, so much content creation, yeah. that they want to make sure it comes from a credible, credible source. Yeah, that's it. And especially if you want to monetize from it. Um, I don't know if we've talked in the past about, there's a platform out there which is kind of like Quora, but... Basically, it's 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 bizarre, but it's also really fascinating to me. So you can ask a like a celebrity a question, mm-hmm. and then they get paid for like. So the person, say for example, I want to ask uh, Brad Pitt a question. I'll say I'll give I'm going to give Brad Pitt uh, 500 RMB, and I'm going to ask him a question, and then he can answer the question, and then. If other people, like, say, you want to you wanna know the answer to this same question, you also have to pay. Mm-hmm. And then there's some, we- like, some strange, like, distribution of money, like, because th- I-, I said, to- I asked Champson, like, how does this work? Like, we're giving famous people even more money. How does, like, <laughs> how does this work? But there's some other sort of, like, distribution of this money. Um, I-, I don't exactly know how it works, but it's super interesting, like, this idea that you're, like, paying for 
to let you know and not just I'm, I mean it's not just like actors and actresses it's also like scientists and doctors and stuff too mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's very interesting yeah super interesting mm. I've seen some social media platforms in the West created in a similar way where you pay... It's not that much like 500 RMB, but you just pay a little bit yeah. to read responses from creditable, mm. credible sources. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a new... Well, I don't know how new the concept is, but it's catching on relatively... Um, quick, quick, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of this, like you, they, people get paid to answer these kind of questions. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so talking about paying for things, um, I, I remember back in the day, like when I first started to, or realized like there was Yoku and I could stream video on Yoku, it was all free, but now they're starting to bring in like paid features and it's very clever the way they do it, like that you can become VIPs for certain, like you have, you might have a VIP service for three months and it's not, it's quite affordable actually. Um, but that's only for TV shows, mm-hmm. and then you have to pay, like, you might have to pay individually or another service for, for movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, and I, I have to admit, like, it's because streaming, it's pretty quick, so sometimes I'll pay, like, I've paid too quiet for a movie <laughs> to stream yeah. a movie on Yoko because you just scan the QR code, which is another awesome thing. Yeah, let's talk about the video consumption mm-hmm. in China. I feel like everywhere you look, people are walking around watching movies and TV shows. They're on the metro watching movies and TV. They're yeah. and I don't see that as much in the states. Um, I think partly partly because the internet service here in China is crazy good, like mobile data it's it's cheap and it's good and people just can afford to stream movies all the time and i feel like in the u.s usually the service isn't as consistent i guess because they're big open spaces and the towers are spread apart and if you're doing a lot of traveling you're not probably going to have a consistent signal to watch like a full-length hd movie (laughs) and but not only that is a lot of these services like yoku if you're if you're you're um if you have an account or you have VIP service, you can download the videos. Oh, even so if that's you don't kind of have cool. a... Even if you don't, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, you can download when you're on Wi-Fi and then it, watch it later. I mean, but Netflix is doing that now, too. Like, certain oh, titles. Really? Yeah, certain titles oh, you can do that. Not cool. everything, but I think I some that. stuff is a great... Some... Mm. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely... Well, it's about time. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So you can do that too, but okay, in China okay. it's been like that for a long time, where you can yeah. store it uh, in the mobile and in, in the app, but yeah. you can watch it offline, yeah. which is, I think is really cool. It's really cool, yeah, super cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. with all its ads and glory and all of the <laughs> yeah. writing across like, the screen, like Chinese TV, Chinese media in general is so busy. Mm-hmm. Like they're constantly throwing logos and fake laughter and sound yeah. effects and uh, Im- like ads popping up. I'm talking even just on normal TV, yeah, like yeah. daytime TV, you're and watching it and it's just got stuff popping at you <laughs> everywhere. And ads seem so sporadic here. Like, firstly, they're extremely long. Like, I, I was tra- I was watching something on Yoku the other day and before every, at the beginning of every episode and even in the middle, like, it would just, like, cut. You know, yeah, there's no half, like there's, commercial there's, no, break. Like usually in the US, up. the shows are, and it, well, I guess anywhere in the West, yeah. the shows are crafted around because they know right. there's going to be a commercial break <laughs> here, here, and here, and so they kind of like leave you in the lurch, and yeah. then it cuts to a commercial break. Yeah. 
But here it's like the middle of a sentence and it's just like commercial break. Sudden, yeah. And they often like show the same commercial twice in a row. That I was just about to say that, <laughs> exactly. And, and you just think what, like, like uh, I, I, sh- I mean, I know you promote, trying to promote these products, but you could at least show me something different. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not very exactly. Frustrating. It's not finessed yet, that's for no. sure. It's very abrupt. <laughs> yeah. Um, so talking of streaming things, um, music is also something that's really accessible here. I use QQ Music. Um, I, I was a big advocate for Spotify, but sorry, <laughs> QQ Music is where it's at. QQ Music has everything. <laughs> it has, it's so surprising. It's got the most obscure music ever, and you that's can do it. The, yeah, and you can do the same thing. You can just download it onto your phone, yeah. and let, you don't even need to stream it. Right. So you can just download it onto your phone and listen to it later. Mm-hmm. And they've got a they 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 have a pretty good like some of the stuff that they've served me recently has been pretty decent. Some yeah. of it's been totally off, <laughs> but some of it I'm like, yes, I would listen to this. Yeah, that's cool. So their algorithm is getting better. Yeah. That's the cool thing about tech in China is that they have such because like. Tech gets so much better the more data it has. Mm. In China, you have so much data because you have this massive user base Mm -hmm. that's all, like, really concentrated. Like, China is its own bubble, right? It's not really a level playing field like the rest of the world where any tech company can come in and offer their services. In China, they have a lot of restrictions for foreign companies coming in, so it's not really, like, a fair playing field. But because of that, it has really, um, like... A lot of their data is concentrated. Like, oh, they adapt to one thing. Like the u- like users in China tend to adapt to one thing, and like everybody uses it. That's why WeChat Wallet is so successful here. Or these payment platforms. So you have Alipay and WeChat Wallet. Mm-hmm. In the West, you have all of these companies trying to compete for this kind of technology. Yeah. But in China, it's just like basically these two players, mm-hmm. Alibaba and Tencent that have dominated yeah. the market and no other com- company can really like Apple pay doesn't stand a chance no. coming in here. Um, so on the one hand it's, it's bad because it's not like letting the best man win. Yeah. But on the other hand, because of the vast adoption rate, it really develops the technology like super quickly. And yeah. you see that in a lot of different areas mm-hmm. in China with the tech. Yeah. 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 And getting just talking about Tencent gaming too games become popular so like so quickly here and you can you could just mention you know oh have you played this and you you know ev- like everyone's Everybody had a go yeah it's <laughs> it's very interesting yeah there's less competition here in a way because there's like once you're on top you're mm-hmm. on top here it's really hard for someone to knock you off yeah you're thrown um it's not impossible but it's not the same as in the west where it's you know for one a couple of years a company might be popular and then another company will take over but in china it's like so many of these yeah. oligopolies or however you say it like companies that dominate the market mm. like a, a large portion of the market yeah <clears throat> but it's really cool in a sense like, and there's just not that much choice really i mean in some ways there is but i guess that's like a bit confusing but for example with in the west there are so many different like hot like say consoles for example mm-hmm. those things don't exist here really mm-hmm. not really most people are either playing games on their phone or pc gaming like they go to these internet cafes and it, which are an experience in themselves like, <laughs> I, I, yeah. if you come to china you should really just even if you just, just step walk inside into one and yeah, walk, and right walk back, back out, out. and because if, if you walk in no one's gonna give no one's gonna call us like no one's gonna even know, like look at you so uh, yeah that's a, it's a really uh, interesting cultural 
thing right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, like in the Valley, I think a lot of companies, they start as these small, like two, three guys mm -hmm. creating something and then it like slowly builds or quickly builds, whatever. But in China, it's like you need a massive influx of cash even to start anything here. Like, let's take those flowers. So Holly and I are in love with Hua Plus, Flower mm -hmm. Plus. This is the coolest service ever. <laughs> so for about how much per, per delivery? It would be like three or four, three dollars maybe, something like that. Yeah, per, I would say. Yeah, three dollars yeah. a week, including shipping. That's including shipping. They'll deliver you. <laughs> you prom are they paying for us to promote this? No, but it's like amazing. <laughs> I'm just like so amazed by this. They send you freshly cut flowers mm -hmm. to your door every week. So you get like, you can buy just like a month's worth. So it's like, what, 12 bucks, yeah. 15 bucks, less yeah. than that. And you get every week a new fresh bunch of flowers. And they're really nice as well. They're really nice. But this kind of a service, it can exist in a small town. Mm. You can only offer this kind of prices when you're serving a city so, like ours, which has like 16 million people. Yeah. And I think we're lucky. I spoke to Chamson about this and she said how in Shenzhen in particular, we're lucky because the... They seem to have a lot of available resources. She said she had a, she has a friend who lives in Beijing, I think, and she said the quality is not as good there. Well, I guess the flowers are happier here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the subtropics. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They probably have a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of massive flower markets on the outskirts of the city here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's very effective, cost effective. But mm. you can't do that as a three person company like, "Oh yeah, we're going to offer flowers for $3." Like it just wouldn't happen. Yeah. And and so a lot of the technology I think is driven by these companies. They get a massive investment and then they just bombard the market with mm -hmm. a service that people can't refuse. Yeah. Like the bikes, I guess. Mm -hmm. That that same thing with the ride jumped in bikes, there and then yeah. woo, everything was just insane. I I I'm not sure if I mentioned this. Um but when Chinese New Year began, um, there's like, everyone just leaves the city. It's, it's absolutely dead. And there were piles and piles. It was, <laughs> it was so, it was so sad. Ugh. It like upset me. It was like a graveyard of bikes just piled on top of each other. Yeah. Um, either, either way, like either, sorry, on, on both sides of the street, um, we, where I live, it's like, it's not on the main, like on the main, like, avenue it's like it's one back but it's still quite a major street so it was just you couldn't walk on the sidewalk you had you know like you had to like meander through these bikes I, it was horrific i think the government has to step in and limit the number at least maybe i don't think many of these companies are going to survive i think it's just going to mm. be more bike and ofo and i think there's i've heard they're I've, teaming up yeah i have to and i've already noticed some of those others have already gone. Like I've, yeah. I, I'm seeing, I'm seeing re the orange and yellow. Yeah, predominantly. Well, I hope that they have a way to distribute the unused bikes to you know the smaller provinces that people, because mm. because for some people that could be the difference between them walking, yeah. you know, four miles to work. You right. know, like some there's still a lot of poverty here. So if they can sure. find a way to donate the good. unused bikes to other parts of China, I think it could do some good. But right now in Shenzhen, yeah, we have this massive... I mean, just right outside of our office, it's just piles and piles yeah. of these bikes. Yeah. But during, like, what normal work times, like, 
it's not it, i mean it's 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 still bad now but like it at least there's some movement like people are using those bikes oh yeah definitely yeah yeah in the mornings it's actually sometimes hard to find them people have grabbed them but i think some people like a lot of people take them to work and then they don't take them back so then these office buildings have so many around, like ours, it has so mm. many behind our building. Oh, yeah, down the, the back. Yeah, yeah um, and, yeah. and like, that whole street behind our building is just, like, every inch of sidewalk mm-hmm. is taken up by these ride-sharing bikes. And so, um, and people are just bringing them in, and then they, they decide to just walk back to the metro, because they're more leisurely on their way. You know, like, usually in the morning, people are more in a rush, so they're like, oh, I gotta get to work, grab one, one of those bikes, and I'll bike yeah. from the metro to work. But then on the way back, they're maybe not that interested, or they're bringing stuff home, they don't want to get on the bike, so the bikes right. are left there. So it's definitely imbalanced how many come this way versus mm-hmm. how many leave so they need to figure out a better way to redistribute i know they like offer you free money if you take a bike from a populated area and mm. put it somewhere else so maybe that maybe they'll have to increase the amount yeah maybe they'll have to balance how much manpower it takes to come and collect and redistribute them versus how much it would cost to pay users to do it themselves <laughs> <laughs> uh so another big one um that's become popular more popular than when we last it talked about this subject uh, is why my and mm. being able to order food on your phone it's awesome food groceries toilet paper all this stuff it's there in 30 minutes to your house and and you just um oh you just get a list of all the shops and all the restaurants you can order from you just select what you want sometimes you, you know choose Maybe you want a drink as well, like, and it's and just you get coupons, coupons a lot of times. So you save so much money, like, it's a, it's awesome. It is awesome, and it learns, it like knows yeah. what you like, and so it suggests things to you that generally are good for your taste and gives you deals and stuff. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, and you know that you like. For me, sometimes I don't want to go out if I haven't made my own lunch. I can just get on there at like one o'clock, and I know it's gonna be there in you know maybe 40 minutes yeah That's sweet mm-hmm. super sweet yes and then you pay with wechat wallet so you don't even have to give the guy money you just he gives you sometimes the stuff i don't even see anyone they yeah. just drop it off at the front desk and i'm just like they'll just call me or send me a message and they say, don't bring it up to the apartment no no i mean say for example i'm here at the office yeah they'll just leave it on you know we've got the, the table where the water is oh, they'll okay, just leave just it there and it. just give me a call and say your food's <laughs> on the you know you've foods at the front I'll be like thank you nice yeah nice it's good and then you don't because back uh back back in the day um <laughs> you could order from you could still get delivery you could order from uh mcdonald's and pizza hut and stuff but you would have to call them and speak chinese which is obviously good practice but it's a little more complicated and sometimes sometimes they ha- some of those bigger companies have an english speaker but this is way easier mm-hmm. so i'm not suggesting you should be lazy but it's you can be. You can be. <laughs> and there's more choice now. Like, you can order from every company. Mm-hmm. You can just order a coffee, like, or, you know, or a tea. Yeah, and usually it's, the delivery cost is, like, 80 cents or something like that okay. added. So it's, yeah, it's still worth it to order, even if you're just getting, like, one cup of coffee. Yeah. Craziness. The infrastructure for sending packaging in China is something to oh, be yeah. studied. Logistics here is insane craziness yeah you i mean i know this this these companies are becoming more popular in the u.s and the uk like uh 
what's it called stamps.com or whatever it's called mm-hmm. where you just um like you don't have to go to the post you don't have to go to the post office that's the big thing now like especially during holidays so you just call the uh, or, or i don't think you call anyone you just give it to your post postman lady whatever and and they'll just take it wherever it needs to go whereas here like it's even i mean it just seems even simpler than that you just call them they come and collect it and they, they come deal with and it. they like have boxes and take yeah. like they'll take it you don't even need to box it up yeah you just give them the address and a contact number and they do it yeah. all, all before you yeah pretty sweet and those delivery guys are hustling mm-hmm. oh my god every time you see the sf so guys so there's busy. like the most popular delivery service it's called quite d here it's like fast delivery service quite d they're private owned delivery company so not china post but China mm. Post has upped its game has since it? slightly since mm. um, I think that they're losing all their business because before they had this monopoly. They suck. Sorry, they're but so you do. bad. Like I had to literally climb over the counter at a Chinese post office because I could see my package and they were saying it's not here, and I'm like it, it's right there, yeah. and they're like no, it's not here, and I'm like climbing over the yeah. <laughs> I, the I, counter saying, yeah. give me that tag. I could see my mom's handwriting on the tag. I'm like, yeah. that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, like, I, no, it's not here. We don't have anything for you. I'm like, I'm going to wring your neck. <laughs> not to mention their hours of operation are, like, so limited. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're not fans of of uh, China Post. And they're quite expensive as well. We ship stuff out of our office for, we sell posters and name stamps and stuff. And um, although Chamson deals with all that, um, we often discuss, like, if there's an order we want to rush out, we'll look at the different prices. And we looked at, we were sending a lot of, like, chi- like writing books, you know, to practice the Chinese characters. And China Post was super expensive. Like, the yeah. most expensive. And they won't, like, guarantee the delivery either. Like, once it, once it leaves China, they're like, we're not yeah, responsible sorry. for it. <laughs> So I've had so many times where I can track the package to Hong Kong, and then once it crosses over into the mainland and is in the hands of the China Post, just disappears. (laughs) Like, what's happening here? But they have been doing, at least I've noticed that they're at least delivering the packages to my door now. Yeah. Before they would just not Not even even bother. bother. I I agree with you on that. Yeah, that's one thing I've They just wouldn't even bring, they would just pretend that everybody wasn't home yeah. and they would just they instead try. of bringing the boxes with them to the residential area they would just bring the slip saying sorry we missed you and just pop those into everybody's mailbox so yeah. then you have to go back to the post office and wrangle it out of their hands it's crazy yeah well yeah. talking of delivery and you've mentioned like quite if you order stuff from taobao or you know some e-commerce uh it's so fast. Mm-hmm. Like you can order. I I order thing. I order uh, dog food from Beijing or Shanghai. It's it's here the next day. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. It is. Amazing. Yeah. If I wait longer than like three days, I'm already like looking. I'm like <laughs> what what happened? Well, yeah. What's wrong? Why take so long? It's coming from like 2,000 kilometers away, but yeah. it should be here tomorrow. Yeah, not to dislike Royal Mail, but when I consider how long it takes for something to just travel across the country. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's amazing crazy. here. And, and just the, the volume. Oh, amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Amazing stuff. So going back to um, like consumption of media, 
in China. Um, do you have any any ideas why podcasts wouldn't be very popular? Like, other than, let's say, just listening to audio in general, why? Because it, it, to me, it seems like TV is still the mainstreaming. Uh, yeah, I think so. Like, even more so than music, it seems. People are always... Like, you you get on the metro after work and you just see these zombies with their headphones on and watching TV. Yeah. Do you have any idea, like, thinking about this question, why that's more popular than, than just straight audio? Because I feel like in the West, audio... It's. I think it's more popular for people to be listening to audio mm-hmm. while out and about. I agree. Uh, than to be watching videos. I'm not sure to be honest. I. I mean. I guess it's. I don't know if it's which one came first. That they were so engrossed with their watching TV on their phones that they kind of forgot about the world around them, or. They were never interested, and that's why they became more interested in their phones. Mm. But they're in such a big city. We've talked about how many, how like the population of people. Like, it's so busy. I guess perhaps people just want to be focused on this on their phone, so they don't have to be, you know, listening to the noises of the, you know, them doing road work or you know, people talking or just general noise, like noise or like. Things are going on all the time. It's quite distracting, so perhaps people just want to focus on this one thing mm. and just—I don't know. I'm not sure. honestly. I'm not really sure why. I wonder if it's also related to the commute. So yeah, in the U.S., most people commute by car, right? But in the U.K., I I very rarely. I mean, not that I'm there that often, but when I take, say, for example, I'm on the tube. I don't see people watching videos. I see them obviously listening to podcasts or music or reading a book, like a kind- yeah, like Kindle. That's book, a- yeah. When do you ever see anyone read a Kindle on the on the metro here? No, but they do read a lot. Like they in do. the mornings and stuff, they tend to on, like yeah, they like get the newspaper, newspaper and yeah. they do. Like I think Chinese people in general read way more than the average American. I feel like hmm. I see them reading a lot, but it's all on their phones. Right. That's right. Uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think they do read a lot. I mean, you go to any bookstore in China, and it seems like it's packed. That's that is true. Yeah, I think yeah. they do do really value reading, which is interesting. Um, so there's like, they they do a lot of reading, they do a lot of watching TV, but they don't seem to do a lot of like, at music. Still, here is really underdeveloped in terms of like creativity mm. and production of Chinese original music. It's like. <laughs> Where is that? Mm. I don't know. I get the um, impression they consume music differently to us. They share music, I feel like. Mm. They, I feel like they share a lot of music. Like, they hear a song and they just immediately want to, like, share it to everybody. But I, I don't <laughs> I don't see a lot of people, like, grooving yeah, that's by what I'm themselves saying. They're not, like, enjoying on. it. Yeah. We, like, we enjoy... I mean, that's the assumption, right? You're, enjoy, you're listening to music to enjoy it, to get pleasure from it. But I feel like that's not really how music works here. <laughs> And I don't hear, like, when you walk around in an apartment building, you don't generally no. hear a lot of music coming out of people. Like, no. people just have it on in the background listening to it. I don't hear that a lot. They're, the TV is always, almost always on, I yeah. feel like, in most people's apartments. But music tends to not be as... Mm. I'm, I'm, Yeah, I also wonder why that is. I wonder if it's this visual component, because I feel like 
they'll listen to music, say for example, around Chinese New Year. I don't know if that's more to do with tradition or whether it's something that the Chinese like Chinese people really enjoy. But there's they often have like Chinese operas on. And there, there's obviously music there, but it's also a vis- like visual element to it as well. So I wonder if it's just like this need for to tell a story with visuals rather than with sound, if you know what Maybe. I mean, with audio, if you know what I mean. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe yeah. the problem is we're just trying to assume that everyone is this, like everyone feels the same about it, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm just guessing, just based off of what I've seen around here, yeah. like the way that people consume media, audio just doesn't seem to be as popular as I agree. Like video, um, but I will say they do have some. I mean, they have a lot of music sharing platforms and like radio platforms. So there's Dolban, which is another. It was I don't know how popular it is now, but that was really popular for a while. Yeah, and that's like. Music and audio, um, and then there's this one Shimalaya, which is you can probably guess what it means. Oh, I think Himalaya. I heard, I think I've heard that one. Yeah, so that's like audio books. Yeah, so it's like an audio book platform, nice. kind of like Audible, but I think it's free. Of course. Yeah, everything's <laughs> free. No one's paying for <laughs> IP here. Yeah. Okay, so um, at the end of uh, Shannon's question, she also mentioned about convenient tech. Uh, and so I was thinking more about hardware for this. And so I've been told so many times about this Wired documentary. Have you seen this? No. Oh, man. I, it, it's so good. Like, I'm so glad that I act, I watched it. So I actually watched it yesterday. It's about Shenzhen Hua Changbei. Yeah, it, yeah. It's called The Silicon Valley of Hardware. Oh, man. It's so... I got goosebumps watching it. It was it was really good. Um, and so it was it's basically talking about... Um, the the how accessible like hardware is in in Shenzhen and um, basically talking about how technology is in the rest of the world is about nine months behind Shenzhen because <laughs> it's just so fast paced. I, I don't want to go into too much because I really want to tell everyone out there to watch this documentary so i don't want to talk too much about it it's on um, youtube right yeah that's why i watched it it's about um an hour and seven minutes so what so is it how what would they search for if they want to find it um well i just i think i just searched for shenzhen documentary that's all oh that's yeah, it and it was a top one but i'm gonna link to it in our show notes oh, nice. so um it's called it's wired so if you look for if you search wired shenzhen it's gonna come up okay cool yeah um yeah, I need to watch that. I've heard about it. I mean, it's, it's, so it's a few good. years it's old really now, good. but I'm sure it's 2016, still relevant. Yeah, 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 a couple of years, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, so the it was interesting that I, I didn't know this existed here, but there's this company called Hacks who help hardware startups um, because basically it's so cheap and uh, the development is so fast here. A lot of the comp- like these startup companies want to be in Shenzhen because compared with in the States and the UK where creating like a prototype takes months or years it takes weeks or a few months here <laughs> um so i mean talk about convenient tech like that's exactly what it is i mean i, I think they would t- i think it's sort of slowing down a little bit more now but you know in the, within the, like in the last few years it's this is what this is where it's at. Like Shenzhen is where it's at for yeah robots technology. and drones are right. everywhere here it's crazy how quickly things are adapted right. here on a wide scale. Yeah. 
And those wheelie unicycle things, mm-hmm. like, a lot of them are made here, aren't they? Yep. And, and super cheap. <laughs> yeah, super cheap, super, like, the tech is really good. And then you have, like, older generation also adapts to, like, the technology way faster, too. I haven't seen so many grandmas just using smartphones yeah. with WeChat and all this stuff that just so fast to adapt here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Versus the West. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. And I on the, I mean, I was just thinking about, like, other things that have come up. I, I don't want, I'm not going to go into detail, but things like high-speed trains, they're going to open sometime this year. The Ten minutes train, from Shenzhen yeah, to exactly, Hong Kong Exactly. Um, driverless buses. Um, I mean, 3, 3D printing is massive here. Mm-hmm. Oh, all the buses now in Shenzhen are electric, electric by the way. Yep. Which is awesome. Yep, they made their goal and... And a lot of the taxis are as well, those blue taxis. Mm-hmm. And they're supposed to be, I think it's... Are they hybrids? No, I think they're electric, yeah. um, the blue ones. And uh, I think by 20, I've, uh, 2022, I think, is the cutoff. There's, all the taxis should be electric by then. Nice. That's yeah. really good. Yeah, it's like pretty it. amazing. China, I mean, you gotta is come and China see or it is to that believe in, it. Is that in Shenzhen? I think it's just in Shenzhen, yeah. But still, yeah. it's a start. It's yeah. a start. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we could talk about this for a long time, I think, but yeah, uh, let's wrap it up with a word of the week. Yeah, so I wanted to give you the word for technology in yeah. China, which is kind of cool. It's made of two parts, so it's ji shu. Ji shu, so they're both fourth tone words. The first one would be spelled J-I with the first fourth tone, ji, and then shu, S-H-U with the fourth tone. So the shu is used in a lot of different words related to some kind of a study. So, for example, yi shu is the same shu. So yi shu mm. means art. And then mei shu is like beautiful shu. <laughs> it means um, fine arts or paintings. <clears throat> and then um, xue shu is like studying. So shu means like a skill. So, um, xue shu is, means academics. It's like studying a skill. So it means like learning or academic. And then this one's my favorite one, and that's shou shu. So shou means hand, and shu means skill. So putting together hand and skill, the meaning in Chinese is surgery. Hmm. So it's like skilled hands. Nice. So I have some cool, like, when you start connecting the dots, there's yeah. some kind of these aha moments where you're like, oh, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, so you can find out when you search in our dictionary online. It's totally free to use. You don't even need to sign up or anything. You can just go on and use it, writtenchinese.com. You just click the web dictionary right from the um, – we have – just like a subheaders at the top of the page. You can just click there. When you click on any character, you can see um, there's a learn more button. And if you click on the learn more button, it's a page dedicated to every character and every biogram. And those have the most commonly used words that contain that character. So, for example, when you look for shu, you can see all of these pairs. Like, you can see this ji shu, you can see this shou shu, you can see mei shu, you can see all these words that use the shu character. And it helps you understand better how to use that character. Because as we know in Chinese, a single character in Chinese does not equal a word in Mm -hmm. English. Almost never yeah. does this happen. And this was a, a mistake that many, many new learners, including myself, made. That, like, oh, one character equals one word. Well, that would make sense, wouldn't it, really, I guess. And and I think that's uh, just 
like when people want just a character for, uh, you know, when they want tattoos and stuff. Yeah, like, give me the character for peace. peace. Yeah, like, when they get messed up. Tattoos. You're like, that's only half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why when you look in the dictionary, if you're looking at a single character, the definition is usually really long. You're like, how can this one yeah. thing mean so much? Because a character is a general concept. It's combining it with other characters that gives you a concrete meaning. So it's really cool in our dictionary where you can see all of the different word, like commonly used word, com like combinations of characters so that you can actually make better sense of what that character means. So I highly recommend you Biograms use that all feature. The way. <laughs> yeah, it's also in the mobile, the same, same feature, the commonly used words is also in the mobile dictionary too, and that's that free. Yeah, so check that out. Give us some feedback on the dictionary because that's what we're doing behind the scenes when we're not doing the podcast. So if you're learning Chinese... We highly recommend you check that out and let us know what you think. For sure, yeah. And you can um, you can access all the links to our dictionary, also to the YouTube video, to that documentary, to the word of the week. Everything will be in our show notes, um, which is at writtenchinese.com slash episode 106. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, before we go, I just want to mention that we are now on Patreon. So if you would like to... Uh, support us that way. Anything we get will go towards uh, improving our audio quality, making videos, uh, other things, other fun stuff. Yep, it's all going back into the show. So if you yeah. like it and you want us to continue and you've got a cup of coffee money sitting mm -hmm. and you're waiting to spend it, spend yeah. it on us! <laughs> <laughs> it would be most appreciated. <laughs> Thank you for listening this Thank week. Thank you. Bye! Bye! Bye.